I'm Kylie, founder of Akanel Expeditions, the best adventure travel company that you've never heard of. This is a 35,000 feet podcast where we interview interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. From the next big CEO to coaches of your favorite teams to everyone in between, we've got stories to tell. Let's jump in. Hey everyone, welcome back to 35,000 Feet. Today I am chatting with Coach McGuire, who is the head coach of the Baylor women's volleyball team, and we dive into some pretty interesting things. From breaking his leg in Hawaii to too much sweat in Thailand, to not wanting to coach women's volleyball at all, and becoming the national coach of the year. We have some pretty cool things to talk about today. You don't want to miss it. Let's dive right in. Hey everyone, welcome back to 35,000 Feet. We are so excited today to have Ryan McGuire, the head volleyball coach at Baylor University on the show today. Thanks so much for coming, Ryan. Hey, thank you very much for having me. You know, we're really, really excited to dive into a conversation here with Ryan talking about their, their season this past year, some exciting upcoming things in the works. They you know, were in the final four um, at the last tournament. What was that, in, in December? December 2019? Yep. And yeah, on, honestly, awesome season. We've loved, you know, watching the behind the scenes of Baylor as well as are excited to dive into some things. So I guess what would be great is maybe, Ryan, could you dive into a little bit as to why volleyball? How did you get started in volleyball and how did you end up at Baylor of all places? Oh man, a lot of, lot of information involved in that. I uh, got involved with volleyball. I actually enjoyed basketball and was very, very active in juniors tennis. So as a uh, young elementary kid, I was playing a lot of tennis and tennis all through junior high and I uh, love that sport. For whatever reason, my high school and they have a, uh, a great tradition of a tennis program but my freshman year of high school they decided to cut the program and so uh, for that spring I decided to stay in shape for basketball I just go out for volleyball so I did not start volleyball until ninth grade I'm recruiting now they're all starting like age 10 and 11 and 12 and junior high but uh, for whatever reason for just one year Whittier Christian High School where I attended they did not have a uh, See my freshman year, so I decided to go out for volleyball and had a, a married couple, great coaches, Bob and Dave Heron, and just began to, to fall in love with the sport my freshman year and stuck stuck with it. Wow, what a cool journey! So you started out in other sports and then essentially found yourself in volleyball as a player. Yeah, so I a uh, lot of success at the high school level with their team. I was I was never the best player on the team. Maybe got a little bit better uh, my senior year, so I kind of. Got stronger and got taller later. High school at 5'8". Wow. There at the end. And uh, coaching was something I knew I wanted to do from a very, very young age. And so going into high school, I had uh, broken my leg and could not go out for any of the fall sports. And so I had a great mentor, Bob Winger. And in junior high, you know, I was the, the quarterback of the football team and point guard on the basketball team. And uh, had a rough year. Best friend died in a car accident. Lost both grandparents, and and this coach had lost his father at the time. And so, we bonded, and and he let me uh, come back as, as just a young ninth grader and and be the offensive coordinator for this junior high football team. And I loved it. And I thought for the rest of my life I was going to be coaching junior high flag football. <laughs> I've arrived, and and that was that was great. I never had a uh, sister. 
And I still thought girls had the cooties at the time. <laughs> uh, as I continued through college, uh, there was opportunity to coach the uh, boys program at the high school at my alma mater. Loved it. And I just, you know, I didn't study well. I just planned practices all through my college classes and uh, couldn't wait to get and uh, coach the JV boys and then eventually the varsity program. So uniquely, the athletic director at the time, after a couple of years, said if, if I wanted to keep coaching the boys varsity program, that I would need to help out on the women's side of the program, which had been struggling and, and our boys had been doing good. And I was upset. I very reluctantly said yes, but I was frustrated that I had to give up football, you know, <laughs> football. <laughs> Girls JV volleyball, uh-huh. and so I remember when I came came into the first practice, I had no idea what was going on, and I made so many mistakes that year and couldn't figure out what these girls and athletes were crying and what I what I even said to trigger it all. And uh, it's been quite a journey since then. You know, fortunately, have a great great team this past year. Get to the final four at Baylor and some other special national championship teams at some other universities along the way. So. I'm thankful for that moment now, but time I, I didn't see it that way. Oh, wow. I think it's always great to hear the beginnings of, you know, how people get into a certain industry or why, you know, they started doing what they're doing. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that you can really start from from all walks of life, from all, you know, different interest levels, different sports, if, you know, that's the direction you're going. And it's really, really interesting for me to kind of see that and how it's different for every person, but there are, you know, big things that, that can come if we set our eyes on that. So I love, thank you for sharing that. I, I love that, you know, you had all those experiences while you were in high, high school as an athlete yourself, and it kind of paved the way for you to kind of transition into coaching. Was coaching always something you wanted to do? Like as an athlete, you're like, I want to be a coach, or did you have maybe other things that you were thinking of doing? I'm curious kind of what that was, what that was like for you. No, it, it really was. Uh, I would say, um, you know, at, at that time I uh, broke my leg. It was actually an all-star soccer game in Hawaii. It was, it was a 10-day trip when I was in eighth grade, and uh, my parents and family were not planning on going, and I was excited about that. I could just hang out with the guys, and uh-huh. uh, last minute they decided to go, and I was a little bummed. My, my dad, in a great, great way, uh, old school, you, you know, curfew, and Nap time still that age. And day three of a 10-day trip, I, I broke my leg in a couple places in the, in the soccer match. Very blessed and glad that they were there to me through. But I, I would kind of say that set me back. And uh, I would probably say there was, there was a calling to coaching there. I come from a family of teachers. Uh, my mom was a teacher for over 30 years and my grandmother. And I think strategically is just kind of how I'm wired so naturally, I've, I've always just had an affinity for sports and mm-hmm. kind of figuring things out and going through with that. So, you know, when I thought my whole athletic career was over in eighth grade, which obviously things healed and it wasn't quite that bad, <laughs> I was like, how could I stay connected? And, and yeah. yeah, my passions just seem to resonate when, when I'm able to teach and just bring growth in, when it comes through the avenue of sports. I love that. I think there's so much opportunity to really shape and mold, you know, students, student athletes at a time in their life when there's so much, you know, so many different directions they can take. I know from my time playing basketball in university, it was really a critical 
time for me to learn about myself. I'm still, you know, really connected with, with my coaches and they've been almost like life mentors for me. So it's really cool that you've been on both sides of that. And I think, yeah, great job. And that leads actually in perfectly to, I have pulled up here that you were the American Volleyball Coaches Association Coach of the Year, which is really exciting. And just want to say congrats on that as well. Well, thank you very, very much. You know, I, I think as a uh, 20-year-old coach, that's something that, man, would have just blown my mind. And <laughs> I'm sure. I really aspire to it. Uh, you know, this year it's, it's special because I had such a special team. I think it's, it really allows me to cherish uh, the relationship with the athletes that we've had on the team this year. We had six very special seniors in that that have just grown so much. And so, you know, it's, it's less about me and it's, it's more about them. And, and we've tried to compete for something bigger than ourselves every year. Baylor, yeah. but, you know, I can think, hey, 2019, you know, coach of the year, you know, my mind swiftly goes to the athletes I coach. So I the award for that because it, it, it kind of helps add some permanence to the, the relationships that we've had. And Definitely. Super cool. Well, I know that there's a lot of people behind that, but really exciting. I know that we wanted to make sure to congratulate you on that. But I want to turn a little bit now to, you actually kind of brought it in already. You talked a little bit about, you know, travel. You talked about, you know, some unfortunate things that happened on an early trip for you. But I would love to talk about kind of through the season this past year, through, you know, the past few seasons that you've been at Baylor and even before, I'd love to talk about some of maybe, let's have you choose one of your most memorable adventures, whether that was, you know, a, a travel experience with the team or, you know, I'm not sure if you guys went on a, out on a foreign tour or um, travel is kind of a, a really a, a, a daily, weekly aspect of, you know, most athletic problems. You're always on the road. And I would love to hear from you a little bit more about, about that and maybe some, some moments that come to mind that are memorable or, or funny or something. Yeah. There. Well, well, I have, I have hundreds of moments surrounding <laughs> travel and and you spoke to it earlier. I think college is this age where you kind of define who you are and the relationships and how you handle stress and pressure. And so I think I, for me, travel is huge. Whenever I can get our teams to travel and experience different cultures, it, 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 you really find out what you appreciate about home, maybe what you overemphasize, what you take for granted. And so, and, and you learn because not everybody teaches and plays the game the same way. So I've been very fortunate. You know, I've played volleyball in uh, China and Thailand, in Russia and Brazil, and then I've taken volleyball teams to uh, Costa Rica, Belize, Dominican Republic, Ireland, Scotland, and then this past year was was special. So, and, and I thought it really led to our team success. We went to Kenya. So when I first arrived, I took the team to Italy, and it was it was a beautiful, beautiful country and a lot of great experiences. But it, it was kind of a uh, you know, more like a touristy trip, Kenya trip. We, we competed in volleyball, but we were really able to go into some areas too where we could uh, see this incredible joy in these children that just kind of loved on us, even though they had nothing, you know, whether they're orphans or uh, visited a home where, where they were in conflict with the law and uh, some schools and we brought them a ball and a Frisbee. And that, that was like the, the best thing they could ever get. Again, our, our, our athletes really learn to just kind of appreciate what we have and and we want to we want to express this love, and, and and I think the children over there in Kenya understood. Like, man, you know, everybody in from America is a movie star, and, and so to be there, it added to their self worth. Where we're just where they feel like 
these movie stars coming to love on them. And um, for us at Baylor, you know, family is about multiplying joy and so, and also dividing the burden. So we got to increase our Baylor family with, with a lot of these children in Kenya and, and increase their joy and kind of share, carry that burden. And, and just the perspective of, of different countries is great. I encourage everybody. You know, I did that as an athlete in the earlier countries I, I spoke of. Uh, it's never been so hot in Bangkok, Thailand. When I was, <laughs> it was so humid, I was sweating through my shoes. It was like jumping in a pool and then playing on the court. That was a 20-year-old athlete. But then just the, the common bonding, you know, we're in Russia and, and we're playing all these uh, 16-year-old kids that are all like six foot nine and six foot ten. All they know is their sport and uh, that's yeah. but also some things that are great experiences. I love that. And I love that you recognize, you know, the, the value of these experiences. And for, for people, you know, listening to this, Division One athletic teams once every four years get the chance to go on a foreign tour somewhere around the world. So a lot of these places, Ryan, that you mentioned that, you know, you were probably going to them as, you know, as an athlete on one of those foreign tours. And now you've been able to be on them as a coach as well. I've had the chance to be on a couple as well as an athlete and now, you know, working in the travel side. And I think it's, you know, like you mentioned, such an incredible opportunity to bond the team, prepare them for a season, but also to be able to open their eyes, like you mentioned, right, to cultural things and unique things that they wouldn't see every day. And at least from my experience as an athlete, you know, you don't, you're, you're busy in your sport. It's, you know, it's like your, it's your full-time job. And so you don't get as much opportunity to go abroad, maybe on a study abroad experience or things that other students might. And so it's a really special time. And I love that you recognize the importance in that. I know for me as an athlete, it really changed my perspective of the world. And I think that's so, so important. So I'm going to ask you a hard question because you mentioned a lot of different places really all across the world. I think that's so incredible. China, you know, Thailand and in Asia, Costa Rica and, and Central America, all the way to Russia and Italy and Kenya and Africa. Do you have a favorite or do you like them all for different reasons? Is, is that a hard question to ask? I know when I get asked that, it's hard, but what, what was your favorite? Yeah, I think it's a great question because you're going to find favorite things about each trip. And I, you know, I have an affinity for history. And so just the study there is, is, is great and beautiful. In Brazil, I was able to uh, bring my oldest son. He was only six. That experience with him was, was really special. I took my daughter to Scotland and uh, my youngest one, Mexico. And I think when you can share it with, with family, it, it makes it really, really special. I would say uh, St. Petersburg in Russia really surprised me the most. You know, it was like an 18-hour train ride from Moscow. And, uh, you know, it, it, it felt what I thought Venice would have been like because of some of the canals and things going in there. They were uh, celebrating the 300th year anniversary of the city. The States is just barely over 200 years old. So uh, to understand that, that the history of the towns and the people and the, are, are, you know, a hundred years older than our entire country is uh, to me at that time was, was pretty, pretty unique. I love the United States. So, you know, you <laughs> to how many athletes first time on a plane or their first time out of Texas for summer overseas. So I try when we go on these trips, we'll pull them away. You know, we went and played at Hawaii and hiking. We saw Pearl Harbor. You know, we go out and play Boston. We're going to go okay, where did the Boston mass massacre happen. And we're in uh, Philadelphia Independence Hall. So I'm, I kind of turn into a dad mode and, and maybe <laughs> some places initially they don't like, but 
term, they're really uh, thankful and, and uh, excited about it because it, it's, you know, they wouldn't have thought to, to do it otherwise. I love that. I think, you know, travel really is to me, you know, and to us at Canellis, stepping out of your comfort zone, you know, to experience something new. Oh, and that, that could be in your own neighborhood. That could be in your own country, in your own state. You know, I think often we think about crossing international borders, which definitely there's a lot of experience and learnings that come from that. But there's, you know, I think we're often surprised by how much we can learn and grow and challenge ourselves in our, in our own country, especially, you know, if the nature behind your travel for you guys is, you know, traveling to play these incredible teams in different, in different states. And there's a lot of learnings that come from that as well. I love that you, you know, focus on both. I think it's really, really important. Yeah. China was the first trip for me and it was overwhelming the amount of people. And, and by nature, I really am a shy person. <laughs> so to, to, to try and initiate conversations through a translator with people you don't know and don't even know the language, difficult at first. And then just to see the walls come down, open up, it, it really did help me so much coming back to the States to be much more bolder and uh, being a greeter. Uh, and towards others where I'm, you know, a little bit more shy. That, that really helped me. I love that. I love that. Well, it sounds like you've had just all, such incredible experiences over, over the past several years. And we, we talk with a lot of coaches and I, I want to say that the depth of your experiences internationally is probably some of the most extensive that, that we've seen. And we, we talk with a lot of people and that, that's really cool. But I'd love to kind of shift the conversation. We've talked a lot about, you know, your story, the past season a little bit, as well as these incredible places and experiences that you've had with the team. I'm curious if you could share talking about adventures. Like what is, how do I phrase this? What is the most exciting adventure upcoming for you in, in the next few months or the next season? Like what, what's, what's new? What should we expect from Ryan and from the Baylor team? Well, I, I think moving forward is, is the adventure is just the growth in the younger team. You know, I mentioned that we graduated uh, six seniors that, that really, you know, that's the group that was all my recruits that, that first committed to Baylor when we weren't very good. And we had just started uh, to turn things around. You know, I've been here five years. And, and so they came in on, uh, on promises and on faith that, that, that they haven't seen fleshed yet. And so a lot of them have great stories as well, you know, whether there's been injuries to overcome. So we have some young athletes doing that. And, and normally disappointment is not the end of a journey, but it's the start of an adventure. I love that. So for me, the, the adventures normally start with suffering. You know, getting fired from a job and moving cross country and, and at the time I hated it. It's so devastating. What am I doing with my family? And we're uprooted. Back at that is, is a, a, a joy-filled memory because it's, it's helped shape me and get me here. So I like taking our athletes through that. Kind of there's this game plan in life and, and, you know, suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character and character hope. If we learn to suffer well, we get to the point where we become stronger and we can persevere through things. And when we've done it long enough, we, we, we're not shaken. We have that, that character that can weather the storms. My hope is to get these girls where they're, you know, it's not a wishy-washy, oh, I hope we win a national championship, but it's kind of the, the foregone conclusion that things are going to be okay. And, and to, to take these athletes kind of through that journey, because they're, they're all in different phases. I, like to me, that's a wonderful adventure. And, they each have their unique story. So some might be coming through injury, might be dealing through, uh, you know, parents divorcing or something, you know, a loss of a loved one. Just with their game, trying to, you know, 
their identity to not be tied into their kills and blocks and assists, but to realize that they're more than just who they are as a volleyball player. Those are the adventures I get excited about. And so sometimes it, it's to just get away and, and we love doing the ropes course, paintball and, and stuff like that on the adventure side. And really sometimes it's just the consistency on who we are in uh, the bus rides and how we talk to each other. Can we disconnect from uh, social media and our phones and get connected with one another? And so that's a team effort and we had great leaders. And, and so I'm looking forward to our leaders, you know, trying to maintain high standard of, of just being a family that is is connected to one another. I love that. I actually just took a note of what you said. Adventure or the start of your journey often come comes with disappointment. Adventure starts with disappointment. Yeah. I think that's such a great life lesson that, you know, failures or disappointment or frustrations aren't the end. It's actually what gets us up and gets us fired and up and gets us, you know, moving in a new often more positive and big direction. So I wrote that down. Um, I love how you phrased that. Thanks for sharing that. I'm excited for Baylor's upcoming season. You know, it's still several months away, but it's just, it's so fun to follow, you know, an organization that is more than just the sport. And I think that's one of the reasons why I love hopping on conversations with, you know, coaches like you, because we really get to understand more of the behind the scenes, you know, the inner workings of, essentially the family of athletes that, you know, come together to make, make the Baylor team. And I think a lot of people forget that when they're watching, you know, the game on TV or watching the final four. And it's just really cool to, to, to hear that and be a part of that. And kind of, as we're wrapping this up, I would love here kind of in the, in the last few minutes, I know that we probably have quite a few people listening that, you know, maybe they, they were athletes at one time, or maybe they are even, you know, prospecting, you know, wanting to, to play, you know, at a higher level after high school, or maybe even in high school. I'm curious, you know, what your one piece of advice for, you know, someone to kind of follow, you know, in your footsteps, essentially, would be to them looking back on all your years of experience as an athlete, what, what one piece of advice would, would you leave to them? I'd have to say uh, my faith and belief in Jesus Christ has been a big part and intertwined in my coaching philosophy. You know, for me, when, when I trust, uh, he succeeds. When I try, I fail. Uh, my advice would be to surround yourself with uh, wise and encouraging people. Listen to the ones that love and know you best. Uh, I do believe there's a purpose and plan in this, this life, and, and to trust the one that has created us kind of knows how we operate and has given us those gifts and talents. And so, we can use those gifts and talents in alignment with, with his plan. Uh, I think that's when we find not, not only are we just more successful, but we find the, the most joy and satisfaction, what we're doing that starts to multiply towards others. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. And thank, yeah, thank you so much for being on our podcast today, Ryan. I realized kind of halfway through, I'm like, oh, should I be calling him Coach McGuire or Ryan? <laughs> I felt a little bit conflicted there. <laughs> So hopefully you felt addressed properly, but really, really thank you so much. Like I said, we're excited to watch Baylor's upcoming season. And for those, I guess, who are listening to this and they want to follow along with what you're doing, with what Baylor's up to the women's volleyball team, where would you recommend that they go? We're all over social media. Go to our website. You know, I have a younger staff that uh, my social media game is a little weak, but I hire the right people. And uh, yeah, we're, we're, we're Twitter, we're Instagram, a lot of fun videos. You really get to know our girls as, as they share their stories of adventure throughout the year. 
and uh, you get to see the fun and crazy side of them too, as, as, as well as some highlights in, in volleyball. I love that. So go follow Baylor, Baylor's women volleyball team on social media and stay tuned for their adventures all year. We know we're going to be there right alongside them. And uh, yeah, really excited for both the domestic and international adventures to come. So thank you so much, Coach McGuire, for being on here. Awesome. Thank you so much for having yeah. me. Thanks for listening to the 35,000 Feet Podcast, where we chat with interesting people doing interesting things in interesting places. Do you have a story that you want to share? Visit www.acanela.com slash podcast to share your story and be featured on our next episode of 35,000 Feet.